Welcome to Horrorscape. I'm Luke. And I'm Ricky. And this week we are not going to be joined by Rebecca. She is off doing birthday stuff, is that correct? Yeah, today's her birthday. Happy cool. birthday, Rebecca. Happy birthday out there. Also, uh, so this episode we're going to be looking at the 1981 slasher, The Prowler. It was 1945, the night of the graduation dance. The war overseas had just ended. The terror at home Boy. was about to begin. Boy. Come on. Come on, kid. Don't play hard to get. What about New Year's Eve? Well, that was different. I couldn't help myself. If he wants you, he'll get you. Tonight, the terror begins again. They never found out who did it. But it had to be someone in town, someone who knew that she was called Rose. And Mark, that guy still might be around here. Oh, man, I don't believe this. You're talking about something that happened over 30 years ago. Whenever the time was right, he'd come back. The Prowler. If he wants you, he'll get you. Which, uh, directed by Joseph Zito. Old Joe Zito. Old Josie. Um, Didn't he... Didn't he do the final chapter, Friday the 13th? Yes. Him and Savini both were. Uh, That's on the that one, one. With, Cor- with the Feldmeister, Corey Feldman. Mm-hmm. And Crispin Glover. Yep. Right? Yep. And uh, Savini did the, the special effects for this movie as well, The Prowler. Um, for the synopsis here is an unknown killer clad in World War II U.S. Army fatigues stalks a small New Jersey town bent on reliving a 35-year-old double murder by focusing on a group of college kids holding an annual spring dance. So, in short, we have a spring dance and somebody is going to start murdering kids, which is pretty typical for your 80s slasher. (laughs) (laughs) Or New Jersey. Either one. It's another another weekend in New Jersey. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it? Yeah. Isn't Jason from New Jersey too? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think they've ever said where he's like from. From, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, what we've got is just uh, that it's a it's a pretty cookie cutter type uh slasher as far as the plot goes, but um, for me personally, I think the the special effects are what really does it in makes this kind of stick out because and even tom savini himself said that uh, he considers this to be one of his best works which is uh, i I think he's done better than this i do too but but um he got he i I was seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff yeah he was very creative with uh like little things like there's that scene where uh the chicks get down the pool and like she gets kicked in the face and it was just Mm -hmm. like 
a leg with a boot on it attached <laughs> to Tom Savini's arm. Yeah, it's like a rubber leg with a boot. But they, uh, I read that they had to do that shot a lot of times. So she like, was like repeatedly yeah, like getting kicked times. in the face. And it was like October, and her in that pool, mm-hmm. cold. Yeah, what a trooper. Um, so yeah, just to go ahead and I don't, I don't think there's anyone really notable as far as the the actors are in it. Uh, one guy was in an Alfred Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just some random teen actors here, but that's perfectly acceptable and par for the course for slashers. Actually, that's what I expect. So that's yeah, what makes it good. Cool. Yeah, and the the characters of the teenagers. They're again, it's one of those movies that, oddly enough, the the names of the characters. A real, it's hard to get them stuck in your mind. I have no idea what anyone's character, anyone's name is. Right, yeah, because that the movie kind of rarely mentions people's names, but um, through Barbara, a Trish, yes, yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Oh, Rose, I remember her name. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we have Pam is is the name of I guess the main heroine in this. And then um, there's the officer. What's his name? Officer boyfriend. Yeah, officer <laughs> boyfriend guy that um, ends up going to the dance for some reason. Mark. To, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's maybe Mark. Yeah. He um. So anyway, yeah, there there was a, a murder that happened in this town quite a few years back, and. Uh, they had really postponed the dance because of this event, like for all these years and stuff, and they decided to to have it again. And since the um, last time, there since was the last time, murder. Yeah. yeah. So they're gonna try and have it again, and of course, like a good slasher, anytime there's like that type of repeat of events, we're gonna have a uh, a reawakening of the killer. So. Think of this as like kind of like Halloween, except yeah. or the the newest Halloween, except just not quite as good. But yeah, yeah, he's old and mm-hmm. or she or she, right? I don't know. I, I fucking called who the killer was. Like, the first <laughs> like, huh? Let's see here. Yeah, this definitely isn't like the most intelligent slasher there is, but of course it's a slasher, so you shouldn't really expect. Yeah, much. It's pretty. It's pretty funny seeing all the different red herrings they th- try to throw at you. And you're like, no, I already know who it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too late. <laughs> right. Um, but the you have your group of kids who are setting up, getting ready for this dance. I mean, they're they're of course going to be your typical '80s, you know, college type students. I'm not, which it kind of threw me off. I'm not sure how many colleges actually do dances, which is. To me, I don't know. I wasn't in college in the '80s, so I'm not sure if that was a thing then. But I think they have dances, just not. Yeah. Uh, when I think of dances, I think of like you know your high school prom yeah, dances, prom, that kind yeah. of stuff. But so I swear at Tech, they used to have like dances in the like squires and stuff. But like, yeah, they not probably like did. Everybody was going. It was probably like fraternity based too. Yeah, but I don't know. That was just one thing I, I kind of thought was strange that I was watching. I was like, well, I don't, I don't really remember. I kept uh, forgetting that this was even a college. And like, yeah. 
well, the only reason that made me that it really the sticks out. Too. Yeah, and um, that's weird. The things that make you realize that is is they talk about staying in the dorm, and then they're like old enough to drink for the most part. I believe at least they have alcohol around, so either they're yeah that one dude yeah yeah. I kept wondering about that one dude that he gets arrested being drunk and his girlfriend gets killed, whatever, but he never mm-hmm. finds out. It's like, okay, maybe the killer's going to come kill him. Nah, he, he gets getting arrested was the best thing that happened to him that night because mm-hmm. he survived the night. Yep. So um, let's do that. Let's talk about some of the deaths in the movie since this is a slasher and uh, it's kind of the center point here. Um, so the first ones that we see are going to be uh, Roy and Francis, Rosemary Chatham. Chatham. That's, that's her full name? Yes, her full name. Because <laughs> it's uh, the Major Chatham's daughter. Yeah, the creepy yeah. guy in the wheelchair. That the creepy is... dude in the wheelchair. Never know what happened to him. Yeah, but they're kind of, you know... It's going back to that. This is where we see the original double murder. This is what the double murder was. It was Roy and Francis. Um, they were at the school dance back then, and they stepped out to kind of, you know, make out and do the thing. And they were stabbed with a pitchfork. You know, pit, pitchfork. Oh, World War Two U.S. Army issued <laughs> pitchfork. Pitchfork. <laughs> but yeah, this, whole, this is guy's gimmick is <laughs> is World War Two whatever and. I just love cracks me up that he's like most of the time is using a pitchfork. Yeah. <laughs> and somewhere I had read too, that this movie was, um, illegally, um, screened at some theaters in North Carolina or South Carolina under the name of pitchfork massacre. Uh, yeah. And they kind of got, sense. yeah, they kind of got either busted for doing it or something happened. I'm not sure if like the, the theaters kind of just bought it from this place who had illegally copied it and just renamed it or something, but I didn't read too much into it. I thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, well, yeah, Pitchfork Massacre would be a very generic title for it. So, Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the original double murder is Roy and Francis. Uh, they're killed while they're making out. They get stabbed, and the Pitchfork goes through both of them, which ends up killing them. And then... That's the Sabini. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. And then skip, you know, 35 years later, and we're going to the dance again with a whole new group of uh, teenagers here. Um, okay, I got to point out, too, like, so it, it seems that the killer's motive, too, because they mentioned in the very beginning mm-hmm. about how, like, Dear John letters, that's... Um, uh, people who are in the war, maybe they're still overseas and they get letters from their sweethearts saying like, I can't wait on you anymore. Right. I hope you don't die. We can still be friends. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So this killer, he got a dear John letter and I guess that Rosemary was his sweetheart. Right. And that's why he killed her. Yes. That's why he came back and killed uh, exactly two people. And then what? 40 years later. Right. Massacre, massacre on a whole other level. Right. Yeah. So his his motive was that he did receive the the letter from Rosemary saying that you know it's we're done. You know I'm moving on. So she went 
off to the college and met this other guy and you know this guy who's a huge prick yeah and he's like she, he's just upset because my dad has more money than he does <laughs> like what so yeah he comes back during the night of the dance and sees her with him and then kills them both and that's kind of his simple but you know motive for everything and then yeah 35 years later they say they're going to have the dance again and then obviously he comes back so um let's see uh the teenagers they're gonna most of it's gonna take place where you know they're getting ready for the dance or at the dance there's not much outside of like a little cemetery scene and some going back and forth that um happens between you know getting ready at the dorm and you see some scenes in the dance where they're either people are leaving or not leaving the dance and that's when they kind of get uh, in trouble so um the next death we we see which is probably my favorite is oh, the, sh the shower yeah well i mean there's two people killed at the shower scene but yeah there's yeah. uh Sherry, she's getting ready. Her boyfriend Carl shows up and um he scares her in the shower or whatever and uh he's like getting ready to join her and then the um the propeller uh, stabs him through the top of the head. Oh yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, and as far as I mean, I don't know. It just really sticks out to me because either I don't know I'm not sure if it was either you know makeup and stuff that they put on the guy if it was some kind of um fake head or or something but man when he's like pulling the knife like almost out and then it's like the face stretches and then the eyes are like completely white white yeah yeah it's That's like fucking eerie yeah it's super creepy it's like a weird death that i would consider almost creepy which is strange to consider like a slasher death creepy but it does it, the whole scene just looks like oh it's just wild. And then immediately after, you have the the pitchfork through the chest where uh, Sherry gets stabbed through the chest and uh, with a pitchfork. And that was pretty good effects there, too, especially, you know, for the time. And it being practical effects. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah they, they hid, like, whatever, I don't know. I think I was reading that, like, yeah, they cut off the ends of the pitchfork and put, like, mm -hmm. blood tubes through it, and they put, like, a flesh-colored color plate over her, and it's really pretty seamless for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't really see where it... See the, uh, yeah, where the effect uh, isn't uh, covered up or whatever. So, yeah, it, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, looks like she's just been impaled by a pitchfork, so, yeah. There's some good... That's probably why Savini likes this too, so much too. Is just like he just it really uh, he really stretched his creativity with like the things he had and like was impressed with what he got out of that. And yeah, like, this is it, these are like effects I could be proud of, and like I did them on a fucking dime. Right. Yeah, and he did them. Had to be really creative. Yeah, and they look pretty realistic. You know, almost as realistic as you. Could, could possibly, give yeah, yeah. for the time and the money and that kind of stuff, but um, one weird scene or one thing I'd like to point out that's kind of strange, uh, just because it entered my mind was uh, Major Chatham or the guy, the, that guy in the wheelchair, the guy, the weird guy in the wheelchair. Because we have the scene where the 
the girls are in their dorm and um they seem out the the window kind of staring, staring in there yeah and they one of them kind of jokingly like flashes him and that kind of stuff but when and then later on you see him he's like out and about somehow like outside in his wheelchair and but then when they go to like check his house like go through his house and kind of look for the killer there's, there's no like one, no wheelchair access anywhere. Right. There's <laughs> there's no way of him being able to first of all, there's nobody else there. So how is he getting like outside and upstairs and to the window? I mean, I know yeah. he could roll from like room to room, but you know. At who least is like moving some, this guy? Yeah, some assistant. Because dude's clearly got some cash and Yeah. Yeah. So who is moving this guy like around? And um, if he has somebody, you just don't see them ever. So I was just kind of wondering, like, who? And especially at, like that last scene where he's outside and Pam is trying to like run by him, but yeah, he grabs her dress or something like that. Like, how, why is he out there by himself? And he's like yeah. unable to talk. Like, yeah. And what is he? Yeah, just what what's is he, he doing? doing? What's he she's doing? Ru- there? She's running from a killer, and he decides he wants to grab her. Yeah, dude, bad timing. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, he had all year to be a creep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just why is he there to start with? So I, I just think that, and I'm not sure of the entire point of his character outside of being like, we were saying like the red herring where, oh, maybe he's the one actually doing it and he's, you know, in the, he's not really immobile in the wheelchair, you know. Look at, uh, like a big Lebowski is like, man, I know a faker when I see one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pick so, him up and throw him out of the chair. That's the only thing I could think of was if they put him in there to maybe try and throw you off or something. But if they did, if that was the reasoning, it didn't work. It was well, pretty so. weak. Yeah, because also like that's like the last time you even see him in the whole fucking movie, and uh-huh. he's just gone. And the whole time they're like, "Hey, let's go back to Major Chatham's," and I'm just like, "Why?" Yeah. There's nothing happening there. <laughs> Nothing's there. I guess they had And that's to where it. the fucking finale is too. Right, yeah. Like, I was gonna Chad say, and... well, I guess they wanted to have the killer somehow put Rosemary's body in the in the fireplace or something that popped Is down. that what okay. Yeah. I was trying to figure that out whether Chatham just had her there and I was just like thinking about I was like, well the winters must get cold, so you, you probably shouldn't have a dead body in your chair. <laughs> like, no you might uh, want to make a fire. But yeah, no, the killer digs up the grave and gets the body out. Because remember, one of the girls, I think it was it Lisa, gets put in the the coffin. Yeah. So Rosemary's body is taken out of the coffin, and then Lisa's is put in there. Um, and I guess the killer decides to stuff Rosemary's body up the chimney. <laughs> he just does some strange things. The it's movie really is weird. Yeah, the movie like plot wise is pretty ridiculous i mean to say the least but he's not not the best serial killer (laughs) no (laughs) and he takes a lot of time to get ready too like if you look at his outfit he's got like a ton of stuff on so he's he's kind of dedicated to his his look maybe he's more about the look than he is style over substance right (laughs) um yeah i just thought the the chatham thing was kind of strange and the plot's just really thin and odd to start with but um it like it's a it's a slasher so you're not here you don't care about plot at least you shouldn't 
If you're going, I to will say I am curious if the killer killed Major Chatham and dumped his body in wheelchair somewhere because I'm st- I'm damn interested to find out what the fuck happened to that guy because he yeah. just totally disappears. It's never disappears. spoken up again, really. Yeah, I mean, whoever is like whoever is moving him around or something must have came and got him and just took him off somewhere. But yeah, he just like chucked Chatham off of a fucking cliff somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, this movie is a perfect example for some good advice um regarding slashers if uh yeah if you get us to watch a slasher i guess whether it's older or newer um if you think you're in for a uh mind-bending plot experience then you're you're totally going in with the wrong expectations so if you go in knowing exactly what you're going to be seeing just you know a fun slasher it's that's what they are and you know kind of think of it that way you'll probably enjoy them a little more because i've heard that mentioned about slashers a lot you know it's like well, this is it makes it that well it's not really about that it's about you know you want to see these ridiculous kids get you know you're supposed to almost kind of sympathize with the the killer to a degree that you know they purposefully make you kind of like not like these kids to a degree and you kind of want to root for the slasher to kill them and interesting and um, unique ways, unique and gory ways, and that's why you go. You don't go because you want, you know, some award-winning uh, plot script. But just some advice for people who are maybe like, oh, I don't like slashers because they're all the same. But, yeah, but this is a good <laughs> example of that. So yeah. <laughs> it's sure. got a couple of moments though that I think make it okay. Not even like. <laughs> Okay, the, obviously the kills are great, but like there's like certain characters that I'm just like who are specifically supposed to be red herrings. But let me tell you my favorite scene in this entire fucking movie. <laughs> All right. You might know. You, you, I mean, you'll know what I'm talking about, obviously. Oh, yeah. But um, okay, when um, when like old fat uh Eric Idle shows up, the cre- the creepy guy. Yeah. Like showing, when he shows up, okay, the one scene when he shows up and he's just like puts his face in the car window. And she's <laughs> like, "What the fuck? I saw." In the way she's like, "I thought I saw, or I saw somebody." I was like, "You don't just see somebody. You got he got right up in your face <laughs> through the car door." Like, yeah. yeah, that was creepy. Still not sure what that guy's deal was. But at the end, when he shows up, he's like the Deus Ex Machina and saves <laughs> her by blowing the prowler away. And then they had that really really long just like kind of staring oh, at each other kind of smiling it and he's just <laughs> like yeah i'm actually a good guy i mean he's not saying that but that's what he's saying with his right. eyes he's like i'm not creepy i'm See, a good guy I'm and then he just gets fucking blown away <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're, uh, who you're talking about is his name's otto and i know all these otto, names yeah. because i i have the list here, here in front of me otherwise yeah. it would be hard to remember but otto is uh He's kind of like the delivery boy for a local grocery store. He's not really a boy. He's like a large man, Old who, man. Yeah. who's kind of like ugly and slower, like mentally slow, like that kind of stuff. And, and he's they always make mention of him like uh, staring at the girls. And they, they try their best to make him seem like the creepy, weird, like mentally challenged person. And this is definitely one of the big red herrings in here. But yeah, so they... I, yeah. When things go through, they do try and lead you down the path of that. You, they want you to kind of think it could be him. I mean, if you're paying attention, like whatsoever, you realize it's not. But uh, 
yeah, then at the end, it's, <laughs> that stare is pretty ridiculous. Because when I was watching it, and I don't, I don't know, how long do you think it lasts? Like, it's like 20 minutes long. At least. <laughs> it feels like it's 20 minutes. I like, I, mean, I want to do an edit of that where it's just like the two of them just like back and forth, yeah. just still smile at each other yeah. for about 20 minutes. And then finally the silence is broken by the prowler hopping up and just blowing him away. Like, mm-hmm. all right, enough. <laughs> but yeah. I, realistically, what, maybe like 40 seconds. That's a long time. When you think it's about it, there's time. like no dialogue. It's just, this dude with this creepy smile kind of strangely staring at this young girl who's just kind of just staring at him. Like, oh, And it's thanks. just, yeah. It's like neither one of them say anything whatsoever. But, yeah, it's great when the prowler, he just, like, kind of pops up and blows him away with a <laughs> shotgun. But... <laughs> and there, there are scenes like that that I, I, I feel like are specifically just there to pad out running time. Yeah, to make it a feature length mm-hmm. uh, for you know distribution and stuff, yeah. and one in particular. Okay, that one pro- might be one of them too, but one specifically I know when the sheriff boyfriend's making the phone calls, mm-hmm. and he calls the hotel that the real sheriff is were is staying at. Oh yeah, the big old fat dude <laughs> dip, dipping, and he like gets for no reason really sassy with uh, yeah. with Mark. He's like, oh, I'll go check it out. I'm like, dude, it's your fucking job. <laughs> right? Not only Just is, go. like, a sheriff of a town trying to, I mean, a deputy from a town calling to try and reach the sheriff, and he's explaining that there's this crazy emergency going on that he needs to reach the sheriff, like, and this guy's just, like, way too lazy and into his card game to even attempt to call the so, cabin, or... I'm busy playing solitaire <laughs> yeah. by myself. Yeah. Yeah, like, and, you know, we've both worked in hotels too so like that really stuck out to me it's like man i would be (laughs) so fucking fired for that right well not only that but you know like you said we did both work in hotels and sometimes when you get a call like that it like it almost has a little bit of excitement to it because you're bored obviously he's bored enough that he's just sitting there playing cards unless you know to him that's not something you do when you're bored it's just he's just not bored but i would get bored and you know, sometimes if something was to arise that sounded interesting or kind of important, you're like, oh, you know, I have something yeah, to do. Yeah, like a phone like, call like that. I'm yeah. Like, oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let me help out. I'm not doing a thing. Like, I'm bored. Yeah, but no, he obviously doesn't. <laughs> like that, uh, I have a good example, too. Uh, that guy that, uh, who, who was uh, running from the FBI or something hmm? at the hotel we worked at. He came in an overnight and like was uh, he told he told the audit guy that if he saw him on the news that he needed to call a certain phone number to shred some documents. What? Do you remember that? Okay, whatever. But like, (laughs) yeah, like late night stuff when stuff like that happens. Yeah, you're you're immediately intrigued usually. But this guy, for some reason, wasn't. And he's just yeah, it's it's such a long scene. Mm -hmm. Very uh. He mimics walking out and going to check on him. But at the same time, it does serve the story purpose, too. I mean, a very little purpose. I mean... A a small bit. It is totally padded, uh, padding the Mm runtime, but... Yeah, that, uh... (laughs) I mean, basically, it just kind of... The only purpose it serves is to say, oh, yeah, well, the, the sheriff could actually be gone on this fishing trip. 
Which by this point, we'll just go ahead and say the killer is the sheriff. I mean, that's yeah, everything. So. It's so so easy. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, that's again to try and throw you off of the trail. What little bit of effort is put into it, but um, it'd been funnier if they like pull the mask off at the end. They're like. Yeah. Who the fuck's this? <laughs> it's just some somebody who hasn't been in the movie. Yeah. Um another notable death I guess would be Lisa. She's the one that's um swimming in the pool. Oh uh, yeah, I this believe. is where that that uh the the Tom Savini foot hand kick in the yeah. face thing. Yeah, so she's swimming in the pool and so what happens here is that and this is a strange scene I found just all around was, okay, so you have these kids, they're at the dance, right? So they're all dancing, having a good time, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, every so often, a couple of them leave for a reason or another. And, um, well, this one girl, Lisa, she's like, oh, I'm going to go out and, um. Oh, yeah, because her boyfriend's puking. He's already, like, yeah. really shit-faced. Yeah, he's in the bathroom puking. And she's like, I'm going out for a swim. And so she leaves. And she goes out and starts swimming. Um, but then we're going to see that um, in the meantime, the, the people chaperones over the school dance get this notification that uh, there's a prowler that's out around campus is all they know. And that they think that you know some kids may have been hurt or even killed. So they come up with this plan to keep everybody in the dance, keep them safe. So one of the, I assume, professors or something gets up there and you know, stops the band playing and says, okay, nobody leave. You'll be able to go in a second. Just enjoy the music. But we don't want anyone leaving the dance. So then we see, not, what, five seconds later, um, Lisa, the girl in the pool who has already left, uh, her drunk boyfriend is going to come out of the bathroom from puking and run into... The two chaperones who was just talking about not letting anybody leave, and the one like short bald guy, he's like, "We can't have this in here. Throw him out!" Like they immediately just like want to toss him out. Yeah, yeah, because he like immediately becomes kind of antagonistic when yeah. she's like, "Oh, we can't leave. There's a prowler." And he's like, "No, no, no. You tell me what the fuck is going on." <laughs> yeah, and it's like she just did. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's what I'm saying is the drunk guy wants to leave and they want they're yeah. like not letting him leave and then all of a sudden it's just like they just completely reverse and say okay well you can't be in here drunk like here. this get him out of here throw him out it's like well he's he was just trying to leave to start with like make up your yeah. mind kind of thing but anyway his girlfriend is swimming in the pool and um she goes to get out and yeah the 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 prowler is kicking her back into the pool which is a kind of funny scene because if you see she gets like pushed back in the pool but she she completely hams it up in the pool when she's like get, after she gets kicked each time she's just like kind of randomly like flopping around which is, <laughs> is kind of weird you try getting kicked in the face and see how your swimming is <laughs> yeah but i mean she, you could tell she wasn't getting kicked in the face like hard yeah. hard yeah. so it just kind of look it on screen i mean i think that's how you're supposed to take it is she's actually getting like booted to the face but um the look of it is just, it's like somebody's just like taking the uh their foot and just kind of like pushing them back in you know and then she's yeah, like, kind of a <laughs> careful little just get back in the get back in that water yeah but she's trying to get out and then eventually somehow the prowler has gotten into the pool and jumps up and kind of grabs her and goes to cut her throat 
And this is a pretty deep cut, too. I, I'm very impressed yeah. with this throat slice because it, it lingers, too, because he, mm -hmm. he's like kind of sawing a little bit. He's yeah getting up in there. Yeah. So, uh, and another just case of Savini's good work in this. And that could just be like maybe he likes it so much because there's, you know, out of all the kills that's done, they're all done really well. Like, yeah. They all look really good. And in some movies, you know, you may have one or maybe at most two that like really stand out, but all of these are kind of equally pretty rad in their own way. Like, yeah. As far as the effects go. One thing that also kind of stood out to me is that uh, the first two people killed in, in present time in the movie mm. are not found until the end of the fucking movie. Yeah. And, uh, and some... the, I'm just thinking about also the waste of water. Oh, I know. I thought that too. Like that hot water heater was going <laughs> full, full on all night because the shower was on. Yeah. So, and like uh, the, yeah. Well, I was just going to kind of clarify because I, I'm just doing this because I would venture to say maybe a lot of people haven't seen this movie, but um, what we're talking about is the first two people, which was Carl and Sherry, the one that we were Sta mentioning earlier that got stabbed in the top of the head and the girl who got stabbed with the pitchfork in the shower. Yeah. Um, their bodies aren't discovered until like at the very, very end of the movie. And yeah, like it's still playing like <laughs> nice music, like the th uh, things over. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah couple in the shower nobody and that's in her room the the main character's room too mm -hmm. it's like well i guess you're about to be traumatized <laughs> just a little bit more right so kind uh, of, they already kind of suspected that they something was wrong in there mm -hmm. but they just what was uh uh deputy boyfriend he uh was about to go he was trying to get in the room it was locked and he was like you know what i'll get back to this <laughs> later yeah <laughs> i'll handle that later but yeah you the Pam, the, I guess if you want to call her the final girl, you can call her that in this if you want to, but um, she discovers, you know, them, the dead bodies in the shower. The shower's still been running this entire time. Um, and both of the, the, the Prowler has, you know, stacked the, the boyfriend, Carl, uh, in there too, which he ends up still maybe being alive. I don't understand. No, he's dead. That was like a weird. That was like your classic Tom Savini. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like Friday the Thirteenth ending, where you know, like Jason jumps out of the water. Th it was just a final little scare that mm -hmm. may or may not have been real. Probably not real. Yeah, I mean, it... may or may not, and it, it may or may he. I mean, yeah, he's gonna die if if he's supposed to be what some last minute like a live thing, but there's no possible way that. Yeah, I think she just saw because he's got those creepy eyes and everything, white yeah. eyes. So it's yeah, it's probably you could probably chalk it up to like she's already like pretty traumatized, and she walks in and sees that, and it's just like, uh, I thought yeah. I saw him move, and then it's just like blowing up from there. Yeah, uh, possibly. Yeah, but uh, there, yeah, okay. There's another random scene I want to talk about: mm -hmm. the nerd couple. Yeah, or the nerd couple. Um, maybe totally understand if you don't, but it is, uh, they're like, they want to sneak away somewhere to oh, know, fool around. Yeah. And this scene goes nowhere. Cause this is the last time you even see those characters too. Right. And, and then randomly, okay. They, they're like in a basement somewhere, in basement, like doing yeah. it. 
And so, you know, if you've seen a horror movie, you're like, all right, they're going to die. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. No. <laughs> they're not at all. But they are being spied on by right. a red herring, the bald guy that is that I guess he owns that building that they're having the dance in. Mm-hmm. He's the one who's like tells the drunk boyfriend, he's like, throw yeah. him out of here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's for some reason just spying on this couple doing it. And I guess I guess he watches the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> when so I watch these nerds, fuck. <laughs> one piece of dialogue I like between the two is like they're making out, and she hears a noise, and he's like, "Oh, it's just the wind." And she's like, "In the basement." In- <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great because and they're both- <laughs> That's, he, like, that's the worst excuse yeah yeah you could tell it's like he just it's the first thing that came to his mind just to like get her not to think of it because he's got one thing on his mind and then you know yeah but i just thought that was kind of a witty little comment to throw in there in the basement it's it's especially nice when at least a movie with this thin of a plot at least has some type of little bit of the characters can show a little bit of like situational awareness <laughs> a little bit and yeah uh, that was a, a pretty nice little one there that i like too but um yeah so it does turn out in the end that the killer is the sheriff and he has an amazing exit from this mortal coil <laughs> and you know what you know what this totally was okay like tom savini loves exploding heads yeah, but he had just gotten through working on Maniac before right. this movie, and there's a fantastic exploding head in that. It's actually his head in that movie, right? And speaking of, um, a few episodes back, we did a list of our favorite deaths, and this was in my top five. So, the Good. one in Maniac, right? The one in Maniac, yeah, the one you're talking. But about. yeah, yeah, and and this one it's basically on tier with that one I, yeah. I think the one in the maniac is just the situation of all the two is mm-hmm. what adds to how awesome it is because yeah. it's so random and like intense or, yeah <laughs> random and pointless but yeah. in this one though it's the killer he gets it and mm-hmm. so it's like it's like yeah I, I, I saw that shotgun going for i was like oh are they gonna do it are they gonna do it <laughs> yeah blammo yep yeah the the killer sheriff george he gets taken out and also equally awesome uh death scene so he gets his fucking top blown off (laughs) yeah yeah it's great so um yeah for this movie i mean just really great death scenes um you're not looking for again you know you're not looking for for some intricate plot details here this is your your popcorn october 21st on a saturday night ready for the halloween coming up you know that's what this is. And then you watch probably a better horror movie after this, but oh, yeah. it's but. yeah, for the gore and the and stuff like that and great, you know, Tom Savini work, totally yeah. worth watching. Uh I did find, you know, some of the some of the plot or yeah, a lot of the plot a little bit of a draw a drag for me. Yeah. No, understandable. But then, then like something, you know, you know, a something murderous would happen and then i'm like all right you got my attention again mm-hmm. and i'm like oh, okay not so much anymore yeah. oh you got me again okay. right yeah so, i would definitely yeah. say um there's gonna be some you know there's gonna be people that do like really like this movie. if you are like a fan of just like slashers uh, like i am that's kind of my thing like i love me some slasher movies 
So I love this movie, of course, but you know, some people who maybe do want horror movies with some type of, you know, not saying I don't like movies that are intricate and like plot driven, that kind of, I do, but you know, I can use, I separate the two out. But, yeah, um, this is no memento, but right. you know, it's, <laughs> it's pretty, it's, it's, it's fairly good. It's, yeah, it's, if you like slashers and stuff, you're going to like this, but if you, if you're not a fan of like mindless slashers then you're not going to enjoy this movie and that's okay that's completely cool there's going to be people out there that wouldn't or think this is kind of dumb or cheesy or whatever but i like it so um i would it's definitely better than it than a you bowl movie that's true <laughs> definitely true. except that you remember that one we watched uh what was it seed Mm. Do you remember that one? It had that really like most of the movies sucked, but like it had that really great hammer scene. Oh yeah, where he's just like slowly like just picking away at the lady with a hammer. Mm-hmm. I do that remember was that. Good. That, that was, was the good. best thing he ever directed. Just that, was, that scene. <laughs> just that scene. <laughs> the only thing worth watching he's ever. Directed. The rest of it was dog shit. Yeah. Um. Maybe we should look into. I didn't look into too much. Uh, this other director of the Prowler. See if he's done anything besides the other. Friday the thirteenth, but uh, yeah, he went on. Believe I can't think of any uh, movies off the top uh, of my head that he. But it, he had a pretty good career after this, and this is basically uh, what got him really up and going. Also, I think this was written by somebody plus Joseph Barbera's son, or of hmm. uh, Hannah Barbera. You know, like yeah, yeah, Hannah Barbera cartoons. It was. One of it was Barbera's son. I think his name was Joseph Barbera. I don't know, uh-huh. but they yeah the the and another guy and the two writers who wrote the script had been writing like Scooby Doo shit. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, uh, let's write, let's just write a horror movie, and that's this is what came out from two cartoon writers. <laughs> yeah. Now I do I do see that, and this is strange. I didn't realize this, but um, the movie Blood Rage. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but anyway, it was directed by this guy, but he went under like a different pen name. <laughs> it's the stupidest pen name I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> it's called. He directed this under the name Joseph Bigwood. Okay. Yeah, and that's a porn director name. <laughs> well, in in Blood Rage, it's about a uh, a killer who's like sexually frustrated and kills hookers. I've seen, I've heard that that old story a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe he, maybe he just changed his name for to be funny or something. Joseph Bigwood. Yeah, I don't know. Strange. Was that before or after Prowler? Before this was Blood Rage was. Uh, let me see. Let me look it up here on 1980. Strange. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was watching. Uh, I watched this movie the other day called. Oh, what was it? the Madman? Something like that, mm-hmm. or maybe it was the Maniac. Was it Madman? Madman. Yeah, it's got that cool cover where it's like yeah. red and yeah. I watched that, and um, the uh, main actress in that, she um. Oh, are you talking about I Maniac? No, this was like from like nineteen seventy something. Yeah. Uh, it, but it, it uh. I don't. I, I just, just thinking of like people using aliases. The main actress in that she was also the main character in Dawn of the Dead, mm. but in this movie she went by an alternate name. 
I guess to a something involving like the Screen Actors Guild or something like that. I don't know, but that was an interesting one too. You should check out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's kind of inter- yeah, it's interesting sometimes seeing mm-hmm. like actors or people and professions that you recognize, and then like, wait, that's not their name. <laughs> yeah. And it's just all like, yeah, they evade the Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> so um I guess we'll wrap things up here. Uh any last words on the prowler? Um It's a pitchfork massacre. It mainly. is a pitchfork massacre. Um it's got a really great head explosion in yeah. it. Yeah. I'm gonna say um this movie is perfect for like I was saying you know the the kind of pre Halloween celebrations. You know it's a couple of weeks before Halloween. You want to get down that road, um, have you a bunch of friends over, and you know just kind of throw something on while you guys kind of like talk and laugh about a movie. Everybody knows what I'm talking about when you do this, but uh, yeah, have a bunch of friends over, throw it on. You're not you don't have to pay attention to it that much. You know what's going on, and then you know in the mean in the meantime you can turn your head to check out, you know, the cool kills and stuff as they come up and you know, that's what this movie is. This is, that is the setting that this movie would thrive in. This isn't, you know, turn down the lights, get ready, you know, you're going on a ride kind of thing. So, (laughs) yeah, like you could probably see in the script, like they'd be like, blah, 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 insert cool murder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Be sure to hire Tom Savini. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So, that's all I want to say, but yeah, it's definitely worth che- and if you are into uh, slashers, it's definitely worth checking out. So. Yeah, I de- definitely would uh, recommend it for the connoisseur of mm-hmm. slasher. Right. So. For the casual viewer, probably not. Yeah. You probably end up turning it off, but yeah. If you, yeah. If you like it, if you appreciate the art form, do check out this this particular film. Right. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it here for this episode. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, We'll be sure to announce what we're going to be doing next on our Facebook page. And, you know, be sure to, you know, tell your friends to check us out, especially if you know somebody who likes horror movies, uh, that kind of stuff. So we appreciate it if you tuned in. Yeah, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all have a good week. Later, peace.